Here now, here now, here now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. After a week of COVID and all kinds of other stuff, we are back. And man, I feel like I feel like my headphones sound funny. Let's see if we can fix that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds much better. Glad to be here. Glad to be back. Uh was a perfect day to come back as well because we are uh we're iced in, we're snowed in, as most of you guys are in the south. Those of you that watch this show uh from the southeast and even the um the Midwest, y'all are snowed in. We've uh we've got here we've got approximately uh, about a quarter inch of snow, which is enough to just shut everything down. Everything. Y'all want to see what we got? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can hook y'all up. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. This is this is what we got. Look at that. Beautiful, beautiful. It's like a it's like a beautiful painting, like a beautiful portrait outside the studio. It is. We're gonna go out. After the show, me and P. Diddy, we're going to go play in the snow, I think. Trish is not going to go play in the snow because guess what? She broke her arm yesterday. That's right. That's why we didn't do a show. For those of you that follow us on Facebook, we did a live video and kind of updated you about all that stuff. But straight up, straight up, she fell in a in, in the driveway. <laughs> it's so bad. And I feel so bad for her. And she's, she's in a lot of pain and... So we're trying to do what we can to make life as comfortable as possible for her right now because she's she's struggling. But straight up broke her arm. We got to find out if it's going to require uh, surgery. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's just going to be a deal where she can use a cast and uh, have what of a somewhat of a normal life for the next few weeks. But we'll see. Got plenty of stuff to talk about today. But before I do that, let me remind you about my boys at Vapor Forge over on 280. If you hadn't been by there, you need to do so. They are at 4673 Highway 280 East, right beside Bailey Brothers. If you know that area, it's easy, easy, easy to find. Make sure when you go by there, you tell them you heard it on Over the Line. 205 874 9010 is their number. 874 9010. They are proud sponsors of the show and uh, not just supporters of the show, but supporters of the message, which is, I think, even more important. And uh, we appreciate all those guys. Uh, all those guys do. All right, off the top, let me start with this impeachment last week. Um, it, it was kind of a bummer having COVID all last week and not being able to do shows day after day of what was going on in this impeachment trial because there was so much so much to talk about. And it's kind of pointless for me to go through and just recap the whole week of of the impeachment stuff and really just tear it all apart because that's what I would have done. Had I not had COVID, I would have spent all last week ripping apart the arguments that the... Uh, House Democrat, the House managers, if you will, uh, what they were presenting as their argument as to why Donald Trump should be impeached after he's left office. And, um, but it, it was just, 
the reason I wanted to do it was because it was so easy. It was so obvious how manipulated everything was that they were presenting, and they um, they did an absolutely horrible job. Of course, the media was slobbering all over themselves, so they're talking about how great and fantastic it was, but, you know, they're just as culpable as anybody else as far as spreading lies about what happened on January 6th and what's happened over the past four years. It's all been uh, it's all been a charade. It's all been a lie. But the best part of the whole thing was at the end of all of it, when the president was acquitted and everybody was doing the media rounds, either taking a victory lap or moping around because they lost, uh, one of the president's attorneys uh, made an appearance on CBS News to talk about the impeachment trial and he already knew going into this that it was going to be a slanted interview to make it seem as if he had just gotten his client off of a a, a murder charge or something like that so he's already going into this thing hostile and i do not blame him 100 percent. but after watching this interview all I could think of was, do we need to go check on this poor reporter because she got absolutely bodied. She got obliterated, and somebody needs to make sure she's okay. This is about a seven-minute interview, and I, I really want to play the whole thing for you because it's so fantastic. Again, this is immediately after the final verdict in the impeachment trial where the Senate acquits former President Trump, and this is the interview with the president's attorney. Let's move you over here real quick. Get a load of this. This is this is fantastic. Joining me now is former President Trump's attorney, Michael Vanderveen. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Let's get right into those words that we heard from Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He ended the trial with this passionate speech about President Trump's involvement in the insurrection. During it, he said that the former president is still liable for everything he did during his period in office. Are you expecting to face more charges against Mr. Trump in the near future? And do you anticipate being part of that defense? No, that's just political rhetoric. And I was hopeful that something would come out of this, that the political rhetoric would stop out of Washington, D.C. But I guess apparently it hasn't. Were you, though, surprised to hear those words coming from the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate? I'm not surprised to hear a politician say anything at all. No. Well, throughout, throughout the trial, you denied that Mr. Trump had a role in inciting the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. You argued, first of all, that there was no insurrection. But during your closing arguments, you seemingly admitted that there was, in fact, an insurrection, using that word, saying that that, that was not up for debate. What role no, you, did the you, former you president you play? You didn't, you didn't understand the case. I used the word I'll give you the opportunity to clarify, my, sir. Sure. I uh, used the word insurrection in my closing argument when quoting the charging documents. Um, what happened at the Capitol on January 6th is absolutely horrific. But what happened at the Capitol during this trial was uh, not too far away from that. The prosecutors in this case doctored evidence. 
they did not investigate this case and when they had to come uh, to the court of the Senate to put their case on, because they hadn't done any investigation, they doctored evidence. It was absolutely shocking, I think, uh, when, uh, when we discovered it and we were able to expose it and put it out. Uh, I think it turned a lot of senators. The American people should not be putting up with this. They need to look at who, uh, who these House managers were uh, and look to see whether these are the folks they want representing them. It was, it was shocking to me. Wouldn't have believed it. Uh Let's follow up with uh, with a point that you're making right now about the House managers, as you say, doctoring evidence and uh, and the argument. They didn't, de uh, they didn't to be deny clear for it. Viewers, they didn't deny it. Uh, I put it in for, front of them three times. To be clear times. for our viewers, what, what you're what you're talking about now is is a check mark. Uh, that's a verification on Twitter that that did not exist on that particular tweet. Uh, a 2020 that should have actually read 2021, um, and the selective editing you say of, of the tapes is that how is wait, that wait, the doctored evidence wait, wait, of what you're speaking? Wait. That's not enough for you. That's not enough for you. I'm, I'm, I, I, wait, wait, wait. No, sir, no, no. I'm trying. Listen, I, I am not a listen. juror in this trial. That's, what I'm trying to be all, clear for our viewers is what you actually, is what you're we, referring we found, to. Because no, not no, everybody no. has found, been following. It's not okay. No, not everybody, to doctor sir, a little bit of evidence. Respectfully, respectfully I have not, not said it is. Question, I have not said it is okay. Ma'am, your question is. I want turned. to be clear for our viewers. Listen, what I has want to happen is the media has to start. Say doctored evidence. The media has to start telling the right story in this country. The media is trying to divide this country. You are bloodthirsty for ratings. And as such, you're asking questions now that are already uh, uh, set up with a fact pattern. I can't believe you would ask me a question indicating that it's all right just to doctor a little bit of evidence. There's more stuff that we uncovered that they doctored, to be frank with you. And perhaps that will come out one day. But we won this case, and I'm not a sore loser, but what happened, or a sore winner, I should say, but what should happen is somebody should look at the conduct of these house managers. It, it, it's unconscionable, aside from all of the due process violations that my client had. And the media should be looking that at a square, straight way. A straight way. When I watch the news, I watch one station and it's raining. I watch another station at the same time and it's sunny. Your coverage is so slanted, it's got to stop. You guys have to stop and start reporting more like PBS does rather than uh, 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 a TV news show that doesn't have any journalistic integrity at all. What I'm telling you is that they doctored evidence. And I believe your question says, well, it's only a Twitter check and, a, and changing a year of a date here. They switched the date of a Twitter a year to try to connect it to this case. That's not a small thing, ma'am. The other thing they did is they put Sorry. a check mark on something to, to make it look like it was a validated account when it wasn't. And when they were caught, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't even try to come up with an excuse about it. And that's not the way our prosecutors or our government officials should be conducting themselves.
And the media shouldn't be letting them get away with it either. I'm tired of the biased media on both sides, left and right. What this country wants, what this country needs, is this country to come together, to take the left and the right and find a middle ground and start responsibly being our public officials, our elected officials. And, the new, and the re, one of the reasons why they do it is because of the media, because the media wants to tell their narrative rather than just telling it like it is. And frankly, I'm tired of it. I'm not a media, I'm not in front of your cameras all the time, uh, but what right. I've been subjected Sir, I, I, to this I last week. I understand, yeah. and I've given you, you the opportunity. You don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. Okay. I've given you the opportunity. I, I will remind you that what I said was that for our viewers who have not been following all of the hours of of this trial, mm -hmm. to be clear about what you what you are speaking about, and I understand. I'm speaking that about you seem the house manager's upset. failure to prove their case. That's that, that's what I'm telling and you. They you weren't able to prove their the case. Acquittal. You have won the acquittal of your client. Yes, and if you'd I like did. to continue to talk about this conversation, we can have that discussion. I don't need but, to. Uh, but for me to ask a question, a, a, a slanted slant question, viewers, a slanted question that was set up question. to say it's okay for them to cheat. That was your question. Isn't it okay for that. them to cheat? I didn't it's say just that. A little, little bit. You no. said, to be fair, it was it's only fine. a check on the Twitter. That's what you said. You got to live by your word. I, uh, That's I, the problem. The media has to start living by the truth and not try to right. create a narrative. Michael Vanderveen, yep. thank you for Citizen. joining us. I, I do appreciate. Yep. Okay. I, I see you taking off your microphone now. <laughs> That was President Trump. But that was that was so good. I know that was leaky, but I, I couldn't pass that up because it, it, he basically said what we have been saying all this time: the media has been lying to the American people. We don't just know it because we see it. We know it because we've got video and we've got audio of them saying it behind the scenes. We've got secret recordings from people like James O'Keefe and Project Veritas who they're trying to wipe off the internet as we speak. They've permanently pulled him off Twitter because he's exposing this stuff. We can see it with our own eyes, but then the other side says, oh, you're just making that up. You're just saying that because you don't like the facts. Well, then we show them these people seeing it themselves, and then the people that expose that just get eliminated off social media and the internet altogether. They're busted. They're absolutely busted. And so many people are waking up. I know this is probably discouraging for a lot of people, but I promise you there are a lot of people that are waking up. People on the left, people in the middle, people that aren't Trump supporters. They're starting to see this. And that's going to be the silver lining of this Joe Biden presidency is it is giving these guys the opportunity to expose themselves to the people that have been bamboozled over the past four years. Because they're front and center now. They've got all the attention, so they got to put up or shut up. And guess what? They don't know how to put up. They don't. And they're going to expose themselves all the way to the bank. It's exactly what's happening to Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo has gotten cover from the media during... Trump's time in office simply because they knew exposing Andrew Cuomo was going to hurt Joe Biden and help Donald Trump because Donald Trump, 
as always, was calling it out before it was cool and saying, hey, there's some shady stuff going on over here. And the media's like, oh, no, that's Trump being Trump. Trump's a liar. But no, Trump, Trump's always right. He's always, no matter how outlandish the statement is, he always turns out to be right. He knows. He's been dealing with these people for decades. He knows them like the back of his hand. But now that Trump's out of the way, and there's no benefit to them covering for Cuomo, Cuomo's getting exposed. And in particular with this nursing home scandal, this is something we've been talking about well into last year. This is something you and I and all of us have known about and have talked about. And now the media is just waking up and like all of a sudden this is breaking news and they've discovered it. That's not breaking news. We knew it. We've been screaming it from the rooftops that Governor Cuomo has been killing people. But the media, oh, he's so great. He's going to be he's going to be the next big politician. I can't wait for him to run for president. But even though he's being exposed, he's still out here doing press conferences uh, uh, saying that the nursing home scandal was not on him and it was not even on the COVID positive patients that were being sent to the nursing homes. It was really on the staff and the visitors uh, that would come to the nursing home, even though visitors weren't allowed. But, you know, that's that's minor details. Here's part of Cuomo's press conference where he explains why we, the average citizens, are confused as to what really happened in New York's nursing homes. Three, we have 613 nursing homes in the state. 365 received a person from a hospital. Of the 365 that received a person from this March 25th guidance, which was then superseded in May, 98% of those 365 already had COVID in their facility. COVID did not get into the nursing homes by people coming from hospitals. COVID got into the nursing homes by staff walking into the nursing home when we didn't even know we had COVID. Staff walking into a nursing home, even though they were asymptomatic, because the national experts all told us you could only spread COVID if you had symptoms. And they were wrong. COVID may have been brought into a nursing home because visitors brought it in and didn't know they were contagious because the guidance was you can only be contagious if you have symptoms, if you're sneezing, if you're coughing. That turned out to be wrong. That's how COVID got into the nursing homes. 98% of the people who took a person back from a hospital who was probably... This guy's ridiculous. <laughs> this guy. Think about this. Hollywood is... They gave this guy an Emmy, Okay. And, and if there's anything he deserves, it's probably that because of the acting job that this guy is currently doing. He is bold-faced lying to not just America, but New York in particular. He's lying to people of New York that have lost their parents by his negligence. Now, let me explain to you exactly what happened because there was a lot of speculation leading up to this.
when we were talking about it months and months ago, I was like, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around why they would even do that. Why they would send COVID positive patients to nursing homes. I was like, maybe it's maybe he just doesn't like old people. Maybe he thinks old people are more likely to vote for Trump and he wants to kill them all. I don't know. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I, I couldn't figure it out. But as we looked into it, it turns out that some of Cuomo's biggest contributors are the lobbyists from the healthcare industry. Okay. Those are the people that fuel his campaigns, that get him elected. And when it was time for them to cash in their favor, that favor turned out to be, hey, we are not going to be able to survive and make money if we're continuing to house COVID patients, so we need you to kind of find somewhere else for them to go. We need to open these beds so we can continue to make money. And Cuomo's genius idea turned out to be, let's just put them in nursing homes. In nursing homes? In the facilities that house the most vulnerable people to this disease? That's where we're going to put them? (laughs) And, And that's exactly what happened. But he is still lying about it. He is still bold face lying about it. And now... Props to the media, I guess. But they're finally pressing him on this issue. He's making media rounds. He he loves media coverage. So he's not going to miss an opportunity to be on TV. But the media, the mainstream media, the MSNBCs and the CNNs and everybody else, they're finally pressing him on the issue. And this is kind of what that looks like. Republicans are looking into New York's March 25th order that directed nursing homes to take in infected patients. This thing is not going away, sir. 6,300 people died in New York nursing homes. That is the most in this country. The more time has passed, the more your office has been able to look into this. Do you take responsibility for that order and the role it may have played in those deaths? The Republicans, Stephanie, are playing politics. Uh, They don't want to talk about how they are are now handling this COVID virus. Yes, I understand that. Uh, And there are facts also, Stephanie. So let's look at the facts, right, rather than the political rhetoric. Uh, Was Governor Cuomo last year defending his handling of the nursing home? That is... That is not good for Cuomo. When you start to lose people like Stephanie Rule, when you start to lose those at MSNBC, and they start pushing back, it's not. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. But yet, here's what's interesting. The media taking this moral high ground as to uh, uh, trying to figure out what exactly happened and hold the people responsible that should be held responsible. They seem to have a short memory because, as I mentioned earlier, they were drooling all over themselves over the fact that Cuomo was doing such a great job, such a fantastic job, in response to the coronavirus. 
And let's see. I had a video here. And I have uh, seemed to have lost it. Let's see if I can pull this back up. Yeah, I just lost the whole thing. Maybe I can pull it back up. But you'll recall, if you think back, the media drooling all over themselves. And this is this is what happened with the lead-up to the Emmy. Giving Cuomo props for such a fantastic job. The amazing job that he did in getting information out to New Yorkers about coronavirus. Because remember, New York was hit you know, harder than anybody else because it was the main travel hub of the U.S. It's where everybody came in. And Cuomo took the lead and led the charge against coronavirus. And he was such a hero. This is how the media reacted all of last year, all of 2020, to Cuomo's performance in regards to COVID-19. David, we're sitting by for Governor Cuomo's press conference, his daily briefing. How would you contrast Cuomo and President Trump's handling of the crisis? Truth versus mendacity. Governor Cuomo um, out there day after day after day, everything Trump isn't. Honest, direct, brave. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Governor Cuomo is clearly living in a totally different reality, the actual one, than the president of the United States. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. For a lot of people, Andrew Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is conveying incredible strength. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you would sending soldiers off to war. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope but not false hope. Governor Cuomo, no. I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. With all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job, are you thinking about running for president? Andrew Cuomo, who has a daily television show now uh, and has become, in some ways, the shadow uh, president. Maybe Trump is just a little bit mad that Governor Cuomo has become a kind of acting president. Dealing with hardship actually makes you stronger. That's what Governor Cuomo said earlier today. That's what I'm going to go teach my kids right now at home. <laughs> yeah. That's what I gotta teach my kids at home. I'm gonna teach my kids to pretend to be somebody you're not while you're killing other people's parents. That's what I'm gonna teach my kids. They were drooling all over themselves. And why? Why? Not because they thought Cuomo was this great leader, but they saw him as a guy that was a future presidential candidate. Because they never believed in Joe Biden. They thought, man, this guy could really take the reins. And he's got such, uh, he's got a better look than Donald Trump. But the biggest thing was they were using him to hurt Trump and help Joe Biden. Maybe, maybe they actually believed the things they were saying. I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that they believed it. But maybe they did. But their sole mission in that praise that you just watched was to hurt Trump and help Joe Biden. So at some point during that, they did find out something shady was going on, but they covered it up. They have been covered up. Because people like us, you cannot tell me that they don't at least accidentally come across the truth. They do. Because we're sitting here, average people, and we're seeing the stuff that's going wrong. We're watching... 
the president, Donald Trump, bend over backwards to, to literally bring in military ships and, and makeshift hospitals for New York that they're not even using that are going unused and then just being ultimately sent back. And, and, and we're asking ourselves, well, why is this? Well, if, if things are so bad in New York, as they're telling us, and President Trump is going out of his way to make sure they've got what they need. Why are they not using it? Well, we know why they're not using it. They don't need it if they're sending the patients to nursing homes. And then ultimately killing people's parents. What you just watched was the real media reaction. So anything they say now, any criticism they have of Andrew Cuomo and this scandal that's busting wide open... It's all disingenuous. They're just as culpable as Andrew Cuomo was in all of this. They propped it up. The media might as well have walked the COVID-positive patients into the nursing homes themselves because they covered it up. They covered every bit of it up. And they deserve just as much responsibility as Andrew Cuomo they were calling this guy a leader. A leader in this whole thing. It's disgusting. People get mad at me when I say the media actually kills people. The media causes deaths. Well, I just gave you a prime example of that. That's how dangerous the media is. And that is why the media is the number one threat to our society. It's not domestic terrorism. It's not white supremacy. It's not, it's not uh, QAnon. It's not even Antifa or BLM. It is the mainstream media. They are the number one threat to this society. They are actually killing people Andrew Cuomo and the media have killed a hundredfold more people than the, than the amount of people that died on January 6th at the Capitol riots they did it's a, it's a fact but that's okay because Andrew Cuomo's tweeting out cartoon rap videos to tell people to get the vaccine because he cares so deeply about New Yorkers I just happened to come across this. He posted a video from HHPH.org, whatever that is. A uh, great video from HHPH.org uh, featuring the King DMC. I don't know who that is. Let's fight fear with facts. And he puts out this uh, this little music video. Let's see what this is about. You got the vaccine, they got the vaccine, we got the vaccine. We can get back to normal, let me inform you, let's all get the vaccine. It's about community immunity. 
I'm talking unity for you and me. Yeah. If Doc says it's good, trust me, it's good. Now let's all get the vaccine. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. DMC, I will inspire. Time for us to trust and not debate. The vaccine, believe it's safe to take. Nine out of ten people won't get sick. That's 90% effective and legit. This COVID thing is real and it will find you. It's killing our people. Let me remind you. First of all, this seems like a cartoon that we would have watched as kids in in the mid to late eighties, right? It, 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 but here's here's what is bothering me: Does Does Cuomo think that the only way to reach the black community is to put a message in a rap song? Do you think that little of the black community that that that's the only way you can get something in, as important as as having people vaccinated? is to put it in a rap song. Can you think of anything more racist than that? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is insane. Back in the days, back in the days, there was polio, smallpox, back in the days, measles and mumps, man, back in the days, but because of the vaccines, none of those days. Vaccines, they work to trigger immunity. Two shots, we got antibody security. We gotta act now. No need to wait. Get your vaccine before there is something about the left where they are dead set on treating you like you are a child. Like you are a mental midget, if you will. <laughs> and this is just another example. Andrew Cuomo should be in prison. There is no doubt in my mind Andrew Cuomo should be in prison. And I'll take it a step further. I think those in the media that have been complicit in this cover-up should be put on trial and put in prison as well. Why not? Why shouldn't they, why shouldn't they be put in prison? We, we put people in prison for murder all the time. And this is exactly what happened. He knowingly did it for the sake of favors, for lobbyists, and for the sake of money, he killed people. He knew exactly what would happen. And he did it anyway. It's time to start holding some people responsible for the murder of innocent Americans. That's it for me. I'm out of here. We'll have a brand new edition of Over the Line coming up at the very least by tomorrow. And uh, y'all have fun on this snow day. We'll see you next time. Make sure you follow us on all the social media. We got the Facebook, the MeWe, the Twitter. You know, Parlor is apparently back up, but I have not been able to log on to my Parlor. So I don't know what the deal with, is with that, but we'll get it figured out. We're on TikTok as well. Make sure you hook it up. And until next time, see you, Coles.